Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. February 4th, 2020, I was going to say 2000, 2020 uh, edition of the Astro Energy Astrology Show here on Blog Talk. I want to welcome you again and just let you know that we're going to be talking about all sorts of astrology today, including, but not limited to, the Mercury retrograde coming up. So have you already been feeling it? I have. It's been interesting. And you know, Mercury retrograde is about the biggest aspect in astrology that most people know about. And um, in talking about it, you know, we we can really get to know it better and maybe take some of the fear out of it. But um, I don't want to frighten anybody. <laughs> and, you know, Mercury seems to listen in because he is a messenger. And so whenever I have to talk about Mercury, I get a little skittish because he always is right there making sure that I'm being good to him. <laughs> so I know it sounds silly, but I'm not kidding you. I see things happen. Anyway, um, so I'm he's kind of making his presence known right now, too. I opened up my, uh, it's called Graphic Astrology and IO Interpreter, which is my uh, astrology program and it doesn't want to open properly or it says it's not responding but fortunately uh, now it has I was playing around with it while I'm talking to you and it's opening up but that's the kind of thing that we're going to see and those of you who are veterans to astrology kind of know that this is going to be a stressor it's going to be a time when we are having to just take a deep breath and move on, try not to get too frustrated. Um, I guess that kind of brings up in my mind the idea that um, it's, oh, have mercy. See, and this is also another evidence of mercury. (laughs) Your thought cells are not working properly. Um, Mercury, oh, darn it. I just had it. And that's, I want to say for sure that thought process, oh, I know it is. Okay, thank you. Um, That nothing is stable in technology world. And I think that a lot of times in society, we think that technology can just translate whatever information we used to do in the old-fashioned way with pen and paper. And it doesn't. 
it is not a stable platform. It is constantly changing. They update it constantly, and information can get lost, and there can be no explanation. And that's the nature of technology. And the rulers of technology in astrology are Mercury and Uranus. So those two planets by nature are not grounded, not stable, because they're electrical um, I would say unless it's Mercury ruling Virgo, they're unstable energies. They are about electricity, and electricity historically needs to be grounded or it's going to zap you. So if you think of this energy like that, you need to be grounded during anything having to do with Mercury or Uranus. It was interesting. I had a client this week, and she said that um, her husband, when he was younger, uh, like, in his teens, got hit by lightning. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, and he survived. But he was also struck went on a clear day. So guess what sign he was? <laughs> he was an Aquarius ruled by Uranus. So, um, And he fortunately had someone fairly close by and uh, was able, to, a doctor, and he was able to actually save him and get him to the hospital. But that is the energy of Uranus, is unexpected, massive electrical release out of the blue. And um, Mercury is not quite as potent as Aquarius or Uranus energy is, but is still very um, formidable nonetheless. And so coming up on this particular event, it happens, I guess I should read this. The reason I'm saying this is because um, Mercury enters its shadow, or already entered its shadow yesterday, actually. And I know um, Ann Ortley said it was March or February 1st, but uh, technically we are also just so you want the number. If you want the numbers, I'll give you the numbers. The shadow begins at the point of Mercury going direct. And I'm going to just do the review while I'm talking to you. So I have my daily planner. If you guys all bought your daily planners, um, and it, this is the Llewellyn's 2020 Daily Planetary Guide, you can go uh, in the back. There is a table, and the table shows, and I love the table because I'm a visual person. The table shows all the numbers and when the planets uh, change size or change numbers you know, within that particular part of the sky. And so you can follow the degrees that they go retrograde and direct. So by day... March, in March uh, 9th, on March 9th, 2817 is the degree Mercury has for the last uh, retrograde degree. Now, if I go over to March 9th, actually, yeah, if I go over inside the planet to March 9th, it says Mercury direct, and it shows the minute that it goes direct. Now, if I really wanted to split hairs, I would take that time, 1149 p.m. Eastern, and I could go over into, well, I'm a Virgo, so I guess I'll split hairs. Um, <laughs> so I'll just call up a daily horoscope uh, card here and go to March 9th. And then for the time, I'll enter, and it's already 11, so I don't have to change that, 11.49. And then I'll go to p.m. And honestly, I don't know when daylight savings is. It might be right around that time, but I've got it here for standard time. So we'll see how that goes. And let's see what we get here on this chart. So this chart says Mercury is still retrograde at that moment. So my guess is it will be, I think, Juliet, what, when is uh, daylight savings forward? 
mark something. Okay, that's helpful. <laughs> so um, I'm looking it up real quick. Okay, so it's the 8th, so that's why. So it's off by an hour. So let's make that Eastern daylight, yeah, daylight time. And that changes it. So now we have Mercury direct and first, oh, this is AM. I'm sorry, my bad. PM, there we go. And so we'll see what degree it's at. And it goes at 28 degrees and 12 minutes. So 2812 is the degree with which the shadow begins on this end of all of it. And that happens, uh, I think it was Monday. But let me double check. Twenty, Yeah, it's overnight between Sunday and Monday, which is the second to the third. And so we have been in the shadow period for um, right around 12 hours. And that means that you're going to start seeing, first off, technology and communications going a little wackadoo. Um, let me just, I have the other chart for right now. I'm trying to, you know, change it up if you haven't noticed. I'm trying to be a little bit uh, new and fresh on this podcast. I've done it for 10 years. And, you know, if you guys are getting bored, I know sometimes I do too. You know, I like being here for you, but it's not always easy keeping it light and new and interesting for you. So trying to be a little bit a little bit interesting today. Okay, so right now Mercury is at, that can't be, can that be? It's at one degree of Pisces. So let me just double check. I don't know why that just doesn't seem right, like something's not right in this. Okay, so Mercury, oh, okay, that's why. Um, yeah, so the, the Mercury retrograde ends at 2812, but it begins at 12 degrees of Pisces. So, oh, okay, that's why I'm confused. I'll tell you why I'm confused, just so we can all be confused together. Because um, Mercury goes into Pisces very soon, and according to when it went into its shadow, went into the shadow at 28 degrees. So it's not at, a, I was expecting it to be a late degree and I forgot that it went into Pisces. So it's at one degree Pisces today. So it's only been in its shadow for like a, a day, long enough for it to go into Pisces. So the Mercury retrograde will be a majority in Pisces. It starts um, 28 degrees and 12 minutes of Aquarius goes to, and that's actually the shadow period. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm being, you know, when I'm in my mind, it makes perfect sense. But when I'm talking about it, you probably don't follow along. So if you're new to astrology, that is. So what I'm saying is there is a period of Mercury retrograde. And that begins in, let me just double check, around the 17th. So I'm going to go over the 17th of February. It'll probably be the 16th, which it is, because, again, my ephemeris in the back goes by the full day, not the specific time. So it's going to be um, the 16th of February, and it goes retrograde at 7.54 p.m. And so it goes direct on the 9th of March. So from February 16th until the 9th of March, Mercury is retrograde, which means it appears to be moving backwards by orbit around the sun from our perspective on Earth. When we look at the time that we have to actually deal with this, it gets an, a period on either end of it. The period on either end is 
the degree range that it will actually be going back to. So when it starts retrograde, it starts at this degree and then it retrogrades back to the degree that is now what we are experiencing, the last degrees of Aquarius, the beginning of Mercury and Pisces. So now we have Mercury and Pisces. These are the degrees we will be going over during the retrograde. So we know that this range of degrees is when something will initiate. And so the Mercury retrograde doesn't just we don't just deal with it for the range of degrees that it is retrograde. We deal with it from the time it enters those degrees till the time it gets back past where it was when it went retrograde. And that happens on the end of the retrograde, the period where it goes back over the degrees that it is going over now. And so this is the first pass over the degrees. The retrograde is the second pass backwards over those degrees and the shadow at the end of the Mercury retrograde is the last pass until it goes forward out of all of that degree range. So hopefully that's a little bit clearer for you. And so when we deal with this, we really start to see what we are going to be dealing with for the retrograde period, the middle period of the retrograde um, now. So whatever comes into our awareness, our cognizance, this is the beginning of those themes for the next couple of weeks until the 16th of February. This is um, what we're initiating. So honestly, if you are initiating something, you probably want to think twice about that because it may mean, it likely will mean you'll do it again two more times. The second time we do it over is like, no, this is not right. This is not what I wanted. Do it all over. And you're like, ah, I can't believe I have to do this all over again. And so we basically scrap what we've started now. And then when we get to the exit shadow, then that's when we really wrap it up and we can fine tune it. So I explained it this way. You get the theme now. You initiate now. During the retrograde period, three weeks, you uh, either scrap or refine it. And then when the final shadow retrograde window happens after the retrograde direct, that's when you go, okay, now I'll just tweak it a little bit here and then it's complete and I can pass it on. So it completes the cycle. And so that's what we have coming in. Um, if astrology has taught me anything, it's to be patient and to understand that even though it seems when we're in it that this is the end of the story, this is the whole of the story. Oh, my gosh, it's drama. It's horrible. It's going to be like this forever. It's really not going to be like this forever. And honestly, even the sign of Capricorn, which is probably the sign that will keep things as close to forever as it can, is not without its ability to move forward. So, when we are experiencing end degrees of planets in Capricorn, which we are now, Saturn is today at 25 Capricorn, Pluto's at 23, we are experiencing a culmination of an old story. So we've had Pluto and Saturn go through the first 10 degrees of Capricorn energy, then the next 10 degrees of Taurus, which is about the material value of things. 
And after 20 degrees, it goes into the final 10 degrees of the sign of Capricorn, which is the trigger of Virgo. And so Virgo is about healing. It's about understanding and learning. And um, it's about being of service. And how can we transmute the energy to be of service instead of just creating the system, finding out the value of the contents of the system, and then we heal the system of anything that isn't proper. Um, the other thing in this particular transit of Pluto and Saturn is that Pluto is a problem solver. And it's probably one of those subtleties that I don't often bring up when I talk about Scorpio or Pluto, but they really are a sign of what is the value and how can we solve the problem? What is the solution to the problem? So if there is no solution, and this is really honestly what motivates the energy of Pluto and the energy of Scorpio, is if there's a problem, let's find the solution through value balance and creating an understanding of the value. Is it something that we can keep or is it something that we need to get rid of? And in doing that, we come to the conclusion that, well, this isn't worth anything. This doesn't hold as much value as that thing. And so we release it, keeping in mind that the 12th house of Scorpio, when you have Scorpio on the horizon, is Libra. Libra wants the balance. The subconscious motivator for Scorpio is really to balance things out. And then the other uh, added layer is Scorpio wants value and wants to have value between an intrinsic value between two entities. So the solution is always the end result for a Scorpio or Pluto energy. So with Pluto going through Capricorn, we have really been understanding for, you know, the last, oh gosh, what, five years maybe? Um, what is the value? What are our values as a collective? And the whole impeachment trial is really a reflection of what our intrinsic values are in this country. And I see it a little bit differently also as a metaphysician, which is, you know, a fancy way to say someone who believes in more of a spiritual, higher understanding of things rather than, I guess, a more esoteric view of life than just a material world it is at face value what it appears to be because nothing is have you noticed nothing is face value right now everything seems to be like a covert agenda and that is also a scorpio slash pluto energy there are hidden agendas and we have been seeing those but we are not seeing those as much as we will and that happens when jupiter joins up with pluto so um yeah, I haven't done the research on that yet, but I know it's going to be happening late in the year and probably also early in the year. Jupiter gets to, so three times, uh, Jupiter gets to Pluto in early April. So <laughs> so we'll be dealing with uh, a Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in April, which is going to be a very big time. Um, let me just see if I can, it might even be the last day last two days looks like March 29th so let's scroll over scroll. yeah I'm scrolling through my book um, and see if we can find that Jupiter Pluto conjunction in this ephemeris in my planner I don't have the exact date 
I'm not finding it. I don't want to waste your time with me looking for it. I can just talk about it while I'm looking for it. But anyway, so the end of this month, we're going to be seeing Jupiter join up. Because Jupiter's a fairly fast-moving planet, he only went into Capricorn in December, and he's already going to be at the last degrees of the sign. And the way he stays in that sign for a full year is he retrogrades. So he will be retrograding uh, coming up. I'll just tell you that since I've got your ear. He'll be retrograding in May, right around May 10th. But until then, he's going to get really close to Pluto, and he's going to cause a heck of a lot of stuff to go on. So Jupiter's influence is about laying it on the line, calling it like it is, seeing the information like Scorpio will get the information, and Sagittarius presents the information uh, rather bluntly and, you know, ceremoniously and bluntly. So there will be some drama. And then he'll walk away. It's, he he is the sign that is the slow motion walk away from the building blowing up. <laughs> he is that sign. So we'll see that coming up here in April. We'll see it again when he retrogrades and joins back up because he will cross Pluto. And then he'll um, go back over and join up. And, of course, Pluto will retrograde as well. So the two are going to be joining up again, it looks like, the end of June. I'm just eyeballing it here, but we're looking like, yeah, uh, the last day of June, they're within a, a minute of time of each other. So 2408 for Jupiter and 2407 for Pluto. So the end of June, and then again, I believe in December, when Jupiter goes direct and Pluto goes direct, and then they join up. So I'll just tell you, since I'm researching it, may as well just lay it all on the line again here. It's going to be... Oh, they crisscross at 22 degrees, so that's going to be fun. So basically November, within a week of the election. And the amazing thing about that is, of course, Mercury goes direct on election day and Jupiter-Pluto join up at 22, the degree that they were, that Pluto, Saturn, Sun, and Mercury were at on January 12th. So let's just call it like it's going to be. It's going to be a very significant election this year and it's not going to be an easy one I wouldn't say I would say that it's going to be a watershed election and there's a strong possibility being that it's always in the sign of Scorpio that there will be legalities whether it's the legality of voting or someone challenging um, someone else for the presidency it's going to be a corker as they say so Keep an eye out. But I will also say this. Please do keep the faith that for me on a spiritual level, everything is in divine order. Things are happening for a reason. It may appear that we are seeing the ugly side of the world and the life that we live here, and we are. But it's a purging. It really is an energetic purging so that we can move on to a more pleasant future. Because if we didn't do this purge, it would always be covert underneath. It's like... I'm going to clean out my closet, but I'm not going to vacuum the spider webs and the dead insects at the bottom of the closet. I'm just going to straighten it up. It's straight, but you still got gross things in your closet. Do you really want that? No. So this is a process of sweeping up everything in the system. And so that's what we have going on, coming up for Pluto and Jupiter and Capricorn this year. Uh, let's see what else. And that, again, of course, you know, 
my apologies to all the signs that are uh, in cardinal positions, so Aries, Cancer, Capricorn, and Libra, because you are getting a tremendous hit of energy with this, but also the ones that are um, within 30 degrees will be feeling it too, That will and 150, probably even more so 150. It's going to be kind of a thankless energy, and that means uh, Gemini and Leo, and it also means those are 150 from Capricorn. So the Gemini and Leo, you've been feeling it fairly hard. And um, I will also add Virgos, especially those around my birthday, which is the 10th of September. You have an opposition to Neptune right now, and that is especially that sun sign. You're, and I suppose you're rising, but more so your sun sign. And also uh, the Geminis and the Sagittarians who are around December 10th and um, June 10th because you have squares to Neptune, which is really breaking down the ego. It's really causing us to feel like who we are is completely being questioned and broken down and challenged. And so it's just a, a really big time of cleaning house. And I think that's probably the best way to put it. And I just want to tell you that I'm here on the journey. I feel you. And we're going to wrap this up. Let me see if there's anything else. So I'm just going to go through the week real quick before I take a call and let you know what I see about that. Also, I'm just going to read also Valentine's Day, which I'll probably reiterate next week. But, um, yeah, there's Scorpio Moon, which means it's going to be pretty deep emotional commitment oriented. And... A few of you are going to get engaged on Valentine's Day because we have a moon sextile Jupiter in Capricorn. That means that there is a shift of commitment, a strong connection and shift in a positive, positive way. Love that. And then Mercury is in trine to the moon. That will be emotional. It will be mentally, emotionally sensitive. So for those of you uh, with Mercury in Pisces, then you will be definitely feeling this Valentine's Day and all the feels going along with it. So it could be a pretty significant Valentine's Day for you. But just be cautious because the moon enters Sagittarius the next day and Mars will be in late degree Sagittarius on that day. So any of you with Mercury or Mercury squares to that energy or Mars at that energy, which is also my daughter, um, my daughter has a late degree Mars in Sagittarius, it can be a difficult Mercury retrograde. Remember, Mercury is retrograde in, um, and it will be going retrograde on the 16th, but it will be ramping up Valentine's weekend. And so it's going to be more accident prone than normal. Okay. Let me see if I can tell you anything else before I take a call here. So Friday we have Venus going into Aries, and then the moon enters Leo in a couple hours later. So it's going to be really fiery. And that being said, it tells me that we are probably going to have some type of fire event this coming weekend. And that can also mean, you know, like fires in California, um, honestly, anywhere in the ring of fire, you're going to probably have potential for increased fires. And I, I don't even know what Australia is doing right now. 
with the fires if they've put them out. I wanted to check into that because we really haven't heard anything about it for a couple of weeks. But it's going to be another strong, difficult weekend for them also just because not only is the moon in Leo, it's going to be a full moon on Saturday in Leo at 20 degrees, which is pretty intense because you also have a sun in Aquarius, which is really trying to detach from an ego event. And um, moon in Leo represents actors and drama. And then sun, which of course Leo is ruled by the sun, is in the opposite sign of Aquarius. So they're square, they're opposing each other. I want to say squaring off, but they're not squaring off. They're squaring off in an ideological sense, not in a physical sense. So we have these two major forces um, moon very big and full in Leo and sun in Aquarius detaching and saying I can't do this or I am not wanting to go to those emotional connections anymore I want to be more free to be who I am it is also a really strong time of synergy between the energies which can create really good um, creative projects and entrepreneurial endeavors around creative projects so um, look for that as well. I'm going to lose you here in a second for the blog talk end of the time with um, it being broadcast. But you can listen to it on iTunes and you can go to angeliczodiac.com and hear it in archive. And I'm going to still take a caller because it still records and you can hear that there. But thank you for joining me. If you are interested in a reading, go to angeliczodiac.com and click the schedule a reading or just go to the readings um, drop-down menu. Anyway, let's see who we have on the phone here. Hi, 561. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Hi. What can I do for you today? I just wanted, I heard you saying about the Sagittarius, so that's my sign. So I wanted to know what's coming up for me. My birthday is 12 16 72. Hi, Stacey. I've got you. I've got you. So um, let me just get all my charts together here. And there we go. Okay, so you're looking to know what? What's coming up? Yeah, especially with the Mercury retrograde. Okay, so your Mercury retrograde falls in commitment and joint finances and legalities, the eighth house, death and rebirth, and then it retrogrades briefly back into um, your house of marriage and partnership. So really it's triggering old stories around what's valuable and how you see your value to someone else. And also it can be the, the actual physical, tangible value of money and inheritance, um, I don't know if you're involved in anything around legalities or um, someone else moving on, transitioning in your life, but that could also potentially be uh, some of this energy. You have Venus at late degrees, Pisces in the same house, and Neptune is also there. It really is kind of an emotional endings time, but Mercury is wanting to review the partner situation. So I don't know, have you been in like a relationship or even a business partnership, some type of partnership situation? Mm-hmm. Nope. Okay. Well, it's, it's a time of review for you. Basically you're like, Oh, do I really want to end that? Oh, I'm getting sentimental. I don't know. And 
you know, does it have to be an ending? Not necessarily, but it does have to be a transition. It has to be an awakening of some sort to a higher understanding. It can't just go on like it was. It has to be um, more connected emotionally and not as, uh, well, because Mercury is coming out of Aquarius, which is more of a detached energy. Mercury is heading into, starting today, into a more uh, immersed emotional life. So they really are kind of opposite energies. One is very much m mental intellectual and the other one is um, I don't want to do mental. I want to feel. And so you're really kind of transitioning uh, as far as mentally and only in this cycle. It's, it doesn't necessarily mean that this is a forever thing, but definitely mentally you're like, I can't do that I have to be in my emotions now, and then so there's really a learning of balancing between the mental and the emotional energy around relationships for you. That's kind of the key of what this retrograde is for you. So, and it is about communication. It's about thought processes, about information coming through to you through dreams and sleep, and uh, synchronicities are very big. Also, um, look for signs for birds for. Um, coins and feathers and all the usual places, you know, when things come to us, they can take all those forms. And it can also happen through music, license plates, through people saying something that, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just told me that. That's exactly what so-and-so told me, or that's exactly what I was thinking, or, you know, like you'll definitely get a lot of, oh, that's just what I was thinking. Because it's Mercury and Pisces. We start reading people's minds. So, yeah, it enhances our psychic awareness. And okay. um, for you, you're, yeah, you're still dealing with um, this. Actually, this energy could, I want to take a sidestep real quick. This energy could also affect friendships for you and relationships with children and the educational realm because Mars is squaring this. Um, when Mercury gets a little bit farther on, like so in two weeks, for like between the 21st and the 30th, uh, there's no 30th, 21st and 29th of February, you're going to be feeling it more around friendships and children and uh, creative endeavors, anything that's your fifth house or Sagittarius. So definitely like a Leo creativity, but also it can be as far as people and the archetype of people. It can be people in a, a creative setting, people in an educational setting, people you meet through travel, people of foreign cultures, and uh, potentially a disagreement with a man. Because And it can be a romantic connection to a man because Mars is in your house of romance. So that's, um, you know, it could start around Valentine's Day. I'm just giving you a heads up. Um, Mercury will be about the middle of the sign. And Mars, I don't think Mars retrogrades. And it won't retrograde. So it will be coming up on a square to Mars. But it will be definitely squaring your, your sun in Sagittarius. So that's definitely going to be a time for you that you have to be prepared for potential strife and disagreements that affect you. It can affect you on an emotional level and affect you on an ego level. So you're like, but I want to move forward, and you're just being so emotional, or you'll be the emotional one, and somebody else wants to do something and isn't really paying attention to your personal needs, and that can be a difficult thing. So I'm just giving that to you, okay? But okay. the Capricorn energy for you is still in the house of work, and it is a very big transformative year for you for work, and March is going to be even bigger. And it, March is also a big transformative time where you're going to be able to really own what's going on in the partnership as far as, like, where you're at and what your feelings are because Saturn is about 
the commit well about the structure and about what the roots of the situation are and it's in Aquarius so it's about detachment so you're really kind of detaching from a structure okay mm -hmm. and that's going to start in March like the awareness March is a really big month because Saturn goes into Aquarius that's really the tip-off for this whole age of Aquarius thing starting with Saturn and then following up with Pluto in 24 in 2024 so um, anyway that's what I have for you today Okay. okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. My pleasure. Thanks. Good talking to you again. And see you later. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's the show for today. And thank you for being here. Just know that that full moon on Saturday, well, Saturday and Sunday both, it's over midnight, which it seems every planetary shift that's pretty big is going to be over a cusp between two signs this year. So, it means that you're going to, well, or two, not two signs, two days, excuse me, over midnight. Anyway, um, yeah, if you want to check out any of my stuff, please do follow me on Instagram. I post notifications about the podcast on Instagram under Angelic Zodiac one I post on Facebook. I just started posting again on Tumblr, which is also Angelic Zodiac. And I've got angeliczodiac.com. So that's my stuff, and I'll see you next week. And, you know, give me some feedback on the Astro Energy uh, page on Facebook. I'd really love to hear back from you. And I'll see you next week. Hi, this is Shelly. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the Readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at Tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show -show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to ShellyOverton.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Merch and other astrological art can be found at astroart.net. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at angeliczodiac.com, including discounts. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show.